Temple of Geek Toddcast episode 70 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You're listening to the Temple of Geek Toddcast, the show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Stacy. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. This week's episode, we are going to celebrate the life of the late Gene Wilder. Joining us tonight, we have Rooster, Catherine, Chelsea, Daniel, and Paul. We got a full stable tonight. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to talk about this. I love the enthusiasm. Fantastic. So we'll just go around the room. I just want to kind of get an idea what you guys have been doing since the last time we talked. Daniel, why don't you go ahead and start us off? I have been doing absolutely nothing. That is a good start. Fantastic. No, I've been uh, purchasing a bunch of old classic games and just playing them. Um, yeah. Uh, this weekend I'm getting ready to head to Oklahoma, and I may swing by a convention while I'm up there. Nice. What What's uh, one of the, uh, the games that you picked up recently? Uh, just picked up a game. God, I don't even remember what the hell I picked up. Uh, Pokemon Gold. Nice. <laughs> you know, Boy. I'm almost ashamed to say that because I've started playing Pokemon Go that I want to go back and play some of the other games, uh, the other Pokemon games in the in the vast library of Pokemon games yeah, just, just to kind of catch up. Yeah, Just don't buy the uh, classic versions because they're expensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Chelsea, what have you been up to? Uh, well, Katie and I actually went to a convention, what was it, last weekend? Um, NerdCon in Escondido, California, where we got to take lots of pictures of cosplayers and uh, look at vendors. And it was a really, really small con, but it was really nice to see a lot of really awesome cosplay. Nice. A lot of okay. stuff we actually didn't know, too. Like, there was a lot of... <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of stuff we did know, but there was a lot of anime. There was a lot of just stuff we had absolutely no clue what was. Did they, I guess it didn't really have a theme then. It was just a con. No, yeah, just a con. Okay. All all geeks going to Escondido. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, what else? You got anything to add to that particular experience? Um. Uh, yeah, we saw. Um, there was a guy cosplaying as Bill Lumberg from Office Space, which I was dying over because he's running around with an to come tech in mug. On Saturday, I'm going TPS reports. TPS reports. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, I did see a Milo Thatcher from Atlantis cosplayer, which I got really excited about, and I yelled, "I was like, it's Milo Thatcher!" And he turned around and pointed at himself, like, "Oh yeah, that's me." <laughs> um, like I forgot. I forgot that was me. Yeah, but we did get to see the um, the Star Wars steampunk group. They're I, amazing, and their costumes are just like ridiculously cool and complicated. And I can just, imagine 
amazing. I've seen them. I saw them last year. They seem to hit all the cons in Southern California. So I've never should... seen them. I can only imagine if 501st and the requirements for movie quality to turn that into steampunk, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, they, they started their own group too so like there were 501st people there too um they had a a car that got transformed into a pod racer nice pod racer (laughs) and (laughs) it's five uh it's 501st legit it had the little sign pod racer yeah (laughs) it is california so yeah hey this isn't colorado Uh, colorado yeah (laughs) what do you think we are a bunch of hippies yeah but other than doing that, I, I've been doing a lot of stuff with short films, writing stuff for the website about short films, because oh there was a, a film festival recently, and uh, we just interviewed one of the directors for a short film that won Best Action Film, so... Really? Yeah, he's very, like, up-and-coming, so I'm really... It was a really good interview, just ten quick questions about just different stuff about the film, and then you know, what he's doing with his career. And he's only been active for a couple of years, so. But, yeah. Nice, okay. Paul, are you still with us? Rooster, you're going to get to go last since you haven't been here in a while. We're going to save you for last. <laughs> Paul, what's yeah. up? Nah, same old stuff, just uh, movies, comics, and uh, shopping around for, for some uh, new audio gear. You know, I have to, I have to sound good for all the listeners out there. Well, all, you do have a list. There. Smooth baritone voice, so very nice. <laughs> we we appreciate it. Yeah. If no one else does. All right, thank Rooster. you. Thank yeah, you. thank you. You were welcome. You were welcome. Rooster, yeah. tell us what's up. <clears throat> you haven't been here in a while, man. Yes, I haven't. I haven't, and I have a good reason. Um, this oh, is shit. you are a missionary. <laughs> uh, I actually got a promotion in my job, and I've been working really hard. And um, hey, you're welcome for that promotion, by the way. <laughs> Congratulations. That's, that's you, guy. That's you. Uh, ooh, champagne bottles, you know, whatever. Popping bottles. But, but uh, you know, um, uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> speechless. Uh, my wife just walked in the door. Uh, but oh, I'm, happy to be back. I'm happy to be back uh, at the TOG uh, doing the cast, uh, especially for this occasion, man, because this is something that, uh, you know, we really need to talk about. And, um, Gene Wilder was uh, a big influence in my life, and um, I'm happy to be back for this one. Yes. Well, that's good, and that's a good segue to get right into what we were going to talk about. And, you know, obviously that's the theme of this this week's episode, so uh, celebrating Gene Wilder and, and uh, his unfortunate early passing. Um, what was what I want to talk about first in this segment is just get an idea. What was everyone's first memory of Gene Wilder? Like, how did he... How did he burst on the scene in your life? Because he's obviously been around longer than any of us have been alive. And he's got a, you know, a, a library of, of fantastic films, and I'm sure each one of them uh, has kind of left a mark on us. So, you know, what was the first Gene Wilder memory you have? So, Paul, tell us, what was the first Gene Wilder memory you had? Uh, I mean, I, I think this just goes without saying. Uh, Willy Wonka, uh, just the, his, his aura on screen... And playing that character and just, I don't know, it just made you feel like you were a part of that selection group, if you will. And then, you know, with all the music and, you know, his, his, um, his performance in there. Yeah, that's, that was my earliest memory of him. Um, Mr. Wonka. Mr. Wonka. Rooster, what about you? 
Uh, for me, yes, uh, to cap on uh, what Paul said, yes, Willy Wonka uh, was one of the best movies ever. But for me, uh, and it's funny because I lived with uh, my roommate at UMHB. You know who you are. Yeah. Um, I showed him the movie the first time, and he was really um, ambiguous with it. It was uh, he, He's like, this is a racist movie. And I was like, no. But Why, because the, the Oompa Loompas are orange? Is that- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you, you'd be short like me and red or whatever. You'd be Oompa Loompa. But uh, the Waco Kid for the um, Blazing Saddles movie was um, one of my best, play, you know, um, one of my best pieces of work for the, uh, Gene Water. Okay. Waco Kid. Waco Kid. Chelsea, what about you? Uh, well, like everyone else, uh, Gene Wilder basically was Willy Wonka for me. And that's sadly the only role I've really seen him in. Um, oh my god. I'm sorry. It is <laughs> it is an influential one and it's quite different than pretty much everything else he's done. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good though, because I think in a way you may have an impression of who he is that may be different than others that have seen him in like Blazing Saddles or or uh you know, or in Young Frankenstein or something, so yeah, that's that'd be interesting. Okay, we'll we'll definitely come back to compare that here in a minute. Katie, what about you? <laughs> like everybody else, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was. I mean, my can we can we basically say movie. that everybody is yeah. going to have to say I mean, Willy Wonka? Actually, nice. Okay, star crazy. <laughs> well, well, anyway, I mean, keep going. I mean, I saw. I think I was asking my mom about this actually earlier, and she said that um, that we saw it on TV when we were kids. And then um, our local movie theater used to do these movies uh, during the summer that you could like take your kids to the theater for super cheap, and they would show uh, G and PG movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for super cheap prices or free. And we used to go, and they had Willy Wonka one time, so it was probably like one of my first movie theater experiences was going to see Willy Wonka the theater during that time too. So. Well, Daniel, you said that you may have had another one. What was yours? Well, see, I grew up in Germany, so when I lived over there, I didn't, I wasn't cultured, and I didn't get to watch a lot of these cultured films like Willy Wonka and and some of these <laughs> other ones. Like, you know, I, I got to see like Star Wars and some of the stuff that we got to see over there, like Predator, you know, the kick-ass action films. But there was this movie that came out that I was like really impressed with. Um, I, I mean, I laughed my ass off as a little ten-year-old kid. It was a movie called See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Anybody? Yes. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Very much. Yeah. Had, yeah. had the yeah. famous Richard Pryor in it. Yeah, and 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 Gene Wilder. Yeah, so that was actually my first experience with him. And then when I got back here to the states, then I've you know got into the whole Willy Wonka and and the Mel Brooks and all that other stuff. But yeah, my first one was actually a comedy with him, a really raunchy comedy. But yeah, yes, it is. But it's it's funny. And and you know what? Since we're about the same age, you're a little bit younger than me. Then I can only imagine seeing that if you saw it when it came out or close to when it came out, like in the late '80s, early '90s, or whenever. Yeah. That uh. Yeah, they don't make movies like that really anymore. <laughs> they don't. They don't. No, like no. true, true comedies like that. Right. Like, well, well and, it's a dark comedy. It's, yeah, they're dark comedies, especially. Well, and there's a lot of racial humor in there that they really yeah. don't even get close to anymore. And uh, but no, well, my first was as just like most of you guys, it was it was Willy Wonka, and you know, and and we'll get to this a little bit later. But I mean, that movie was not a comedy, not to me, not especially not when it first came out. In fact. There are a couple parts that may have like scarred me initially. Uh, the you know the tunnel scene in particular. Um, the I tunnel think, scene on the boat, yeah. Huge. <laughs> well, and I and when and when he yells at Charlie Buckets, 
uh, at the end. I'm like, I mean, it may have startled me and scarred me as well. I'm like, is, he was a nice person. Now he's really mean. I don't understand, mommy. Make it make sense. So, yeah. Well, what were the what were the scenes on the on that boat ride? It was like centipedes and like uh, chicken getting his head cut off and like non sequitur, just nothing connected. A bunch of random images that it went were, from a happy place to a dark place really quick, and then it mm-hmm. went too happy again. Right back. Oh, here we are. It, the, and you know the the interesting thing to me is like Tim Burton tried to tried to make that happen. Like he tried to make that be twisted and dark and, and make it and, and and it was but it, it did not to me have the same effect there's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going <laughs> and he starts doing that shake face like yeah he, oh, scary yeah absolutely no it was it was uh it was alarming to say the least <laughs> if, if you Google it, if you Google the the most scariest uh, movie scenes ever, that's one of the top ten. That scene, uh, uh, Google it. Less you. is more for me. I mean, I don't have. To, I'm definitely. I'm not the person that gets murdered in a horror movie. Like I'm the person that's like, nope. Like you, y'all are going in, and I've already left the movie. Movie's like ten minutes long. If so I'm you're in saying it. you're not one of those campers that are get caught having sex out in a tent out in the wilderness. There's a there's a uh, good he, he chance. He will get caught having sex out in tent. Yes, he will. And then, and then you know who gets murdered? The girl, because I left her there in the tent. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, not, it's not even that. It's, it's the girl that just keeps tripping over her feet while someone's walking behind her. That's or, because I, I tripped her. Or I tripped her, her yeah. and stepped oh, over her and okay. kept running because I'm not dying I in this I told movie. you in the beginning that if something scary happens, you're going to get tripped. I, in fact, in fact, it's a disclaimer in any relationship. It'd be like, okay, look, if we get into this situation, I want you to know in advance, it's not personal. It is not personal. Um, it is. Uh, I will. This is our meeting place. This is where we're gonna go. When it's all said and done, I'll meet you here. Okay. If we're if right next live. to each other, if you make it, well, and, you know, that's why I said I'm putting it on you to make it. You know, it's not. It's not my fault. You it's not about me- outrunning the killer. It's about outrunning the person next to you. The slowest year. person. As soon as that... Yes, yes. Nope. Hits. Yep. I'm done. I'm out. It's like, the, it's like the Eddie Murphy skit. When they're in... <laughs> when they, they go into the house and it's haunted, he's like, man, this is really nice. Get out. Nope. Too bad we can't stay. Well, you too know? bad we can't stay. <laughs> too bad we can't stay. So, that would be me. So, anyway. Well, good. Yeah, I figured that was going to be probably the case, but I'm glad that Daniel at least had a different... Uh, a different first impression, but uh, what was if, if out of all the movies he's had, and if you've had an opportunity to see more than one, Chelsea, I think you probably have another one. Uh, but what would be like the favorite movie moment? Something about that what he did in his in in, in all of his cinematography, cinema davida, in all of the, his movie history. She's going to say the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka for sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What what would be like your favorite movie moment? No, I like his um, his entrance where he like trips and then tumbles and then oh, stands back yeah. up. That's yeah. mine. You know, he wrote that into the movie. I just learned that the other mm-hmm. day. He actually yep. wrote that in. Yeah, yep. he said that um, if they didn't put that scene in the movie, then he wouldn't do the movie. <laughs> he said that because he said <laughs> that he wanted hold it ransom. He, yeah, he wanted it to be in a way that. Uh, nobody knew whether or not Wonka was lying or not, and he right. comes out limping, and then he does this this somersault forward, and then from that moment on, you have no idea like what he's going to be doing. Yep, I like so that. That's part. why he that's why he added that into the film. I just read that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to steal that for your own thought. 
No, I read no. that actually a couple of days ago. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? Since you had a different take on it, what was your favorite movie moment? The tunnel scene. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> Boring. I, I kind of liked his portrayal of uh, of um, what's his name, Frankenstein, Steen. How do you say uh, it? Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. I don't think I have a favorite scene or a favorite no. moment, but you know. The entire movie. Yeah. The freaking entire movie is hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, like a diff- again, another type of humor. Uh, that Spaceballs and Blazing Saddles and, and Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks type <laughs> of humor, you know. Yeah. Rooster? Uh, for me, Wake up. <laughs> I am here. Uh, for me, um, uh, like I said, Blazing Saddles was a very big part of my humor. And when he's sitting there and uh, he's the Waco kid, and he's talking, up, and he tells a story about um, uh, why he hung up his guns. You know, he says, uh, "I was walking down the street, and he, hear, and he hears uh, uh, a voice from the back go, stick 'em up.' And he turns around, and draws his guns, and it's a six-year-old kid, and he tells the kid to run along, and you know, he has a tear in his eye." And he puts his guns up, and he turns around to walk back. And uh, the <laughs> the way he says it is, he shot me right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and right then, I fell in a bottle, and I've been there ever since. This is what he says as his character. And it's one of the classic... Um, going away from Willy Wonka, going into that character, uh, Mel Brooks... Uh, he's part of Mel Brooks's um, directorial stuff, and um, that is cinema. This is definitely gold. I mean, it was good. Yes, cinema gold. <clears throat> Paul? Well, to kind of echo Daniel, uh, I did see see no, see no Evil, Hear No Evil, and one of my favorite scenes in that movie was the whole... <laughs> yodeling part because just to hear gene wilder start doing this yodeling with uh oh man i can't remember the actress's name uh but it was just i don't know it was just a really really funny quirky scene and for it to just fall apart the very next scene i don't know i just it it worked for me (laughs) katie um, for me it's kind of a tie between two scenes and two completely different movies so I love the well, tell us both. Okay, I love the part at the end of Willy Wonka when you know he goes into his office and Charlie, like he basically yells at Charlie, and then instead of just walking away and doing what Grandpa Joe tells him, he puts the um, everlasting gobstopper on the table and walks away, and it kind of you see this huge change of heart for Willy Wonka. I thought that was like a really powerful scene, and I just. It's also ridiculous to watch him go like totally crazy. Like he gets so angry, and then the next moment he's not, and that whole part all the way to the end. Did you know that the little boy did not know he was going to yell at him? No, he didn't. He said that um, he wanted to do that to get a like an actual like true reaction out of him. Um, and then my other favorite improv is great. Yeah, he's really good at that. Was really good at that. Yeah, was really good. Um. My other favorite scene is the part in Blazing Saddles when he's talking about, like, he puts his hand up and he goes, he goes, ah, solid as a rock. And he goes, yeah, but this is the hand I shoot with. And it's, like, shaking really bad. I love that scene so much. 
Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, that is that's good. Uh, he also did the uh, woman in the red dress, and I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it involves um, Gene Wilder, uh, nerdy kind of guy that um, actually uh, hooks up with the girl off of a uh, Weird Science, the the model. Oh yeah, uh, Kelly, Kelly LeBrock. LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Yes, yeah. and there's a couple of uh, provocative scenes where he's trying to has you know relations with her and then uh, the relations her, her husband her her husband or whoever he is comes in and he's trying to hide his nudity and just the the act away from that uh, the acting of that scene and watching him trying to be just like a regular person he's not is, really the your prototypical George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like happy go lucky, like like a uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. You know, he's Sheldon in this situation. You know, it's like oh, 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 what do I do? Yeah, and then you know, and then you got Kelly LeBrock, who is you know awesomely built. Yeah, she was um, fantastic. I think she may have married Steven Seagal at some point, and just her career went downhill from there. But yeah, I think that was with the um, uh, Hard to Kill episode. It was like. Fifty percent of that movie was just him getting out of the hospital. But it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. Anyway, um, no, that uh, what? I don't know. I'm not in Dallas. Um, I just heard. I heard somebody. I heard that come over the speaker. <laughs> Somebody's speaker played that, and I'm not in he, Dallas. He I'm either. just letting you know. Um, anyway, so my favorite. I, I think it. I don't know that I have a scene necessarily with him that I thought was my favorite because he does play a fantastically awkward person and he does that really well. And like this, he's, he plays a great straight man against Richard Pryor. But I think there were a lot of scenes in like stir crazy where Gene Wilder steals the show and he plays off of Richard Pryor being the straight man, you know? Um, but I think, uh, my, I mean, a tie between Willy Wonka and Blazing Saddles are my two favorite movies. And my favorite scene actually in Blazing Saddles is when Mongo punches his horse and knocks it out. <laughs> but are, the, are those... Or, are the, or when uh, the sheriff... and What's the sheriff's name? Uh, uh, Dano. Dano. He's, uh, he's about to be hung. And the whole <laughs> monologue that he has when he's about to be hung and he just talks him out of it. And how stupid it makes people look uh, in the entire movie. How it yeah. just flips it flips racism it on flips its head. Race, yeah. Yeah, I, and, yeah. I always love the farting cowboy scene. <laughs> so that part, apparently, like people hated that when the movie came yeah. out. They were completely disgusted. And they thought that was like the worst scene anybody could ever put in a movie. I thought that was hilarious. What scene? The... The farting scene. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. With all the cowboys sitting around sitting farting. Sitting the beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really love, I'm not going to lie, I really love the scene when they're, you know, all in line uh, trying to get their badges. And the part with the guys from the KKK. <laughs> we don't need all stinking badges. We don't need no like badges. That and they're like chewing gum online. And he goes, I didn't know there was going to be so many people. And then he just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it's a good movie. Well, that's it, the Mel, no that's the Mel Brooks style of comedy. I mean, if you watch those guys, I mean, Gene Wilder obviously is a big uh, contribute to those movies. But Mel Brooks comedies are very awesome. 
Well, I mean, like, how much how much of Spaceballs did you guys really get when you watched it? And then if you go back and watch it and you see all the inside humor and the jabs at uh, commercializing uh, the different properties and, and how Star Wars basically made all of its money off of, you know... Was it? Merchandise. Merchandising. Merchandising. We'll get it when we come back in Spaceballs 2, the sites for more money. Wasn't uh, Spaceballs the first movie to ever introduce 4D? <laughs> Whenever they're looking at each other in the camera and they look back and they look back and they look back and they're all like... Oh, fourth... th- where they broke, the, they broke the fourth wall? Yes, they broke the fourth wall. <laughs> yes, the first movie. When did that happen? Just now. Be now. <laughs> Soon. How it's soon? Just, you just missed it. You just missed soon. it. When? <laughs> just now. Yeah, so that was... Uh, anyway, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's got an, a library of, of fantastic moments. So, But if you were to describe more or less how, you know, because we're all here talking about Gene Wilder, how he influenced your life. Like, what was it about him that, that stood out that made him leave such an impression on you? How would you describe that? How would you describe the impression he made on you and, and why that was? Yes, Rooster, I will call on you first. Thank you, thank you for raising your hand. Uh, it's going to be the uh, Willy Wonka movie, man. It's it's going to have to be and always be Willy Wonka. Um, him singing the song of uh, pure imagination and him kicking. I was going to say that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, man. I mean, just that is. I mean that is the daydream. What they they teach in like uh, we are the uh, dreamers of dreams. Yes, exactly my point. Uh, you know, in kindergarten or whatever, you know, pure imagination, and then it's candies and it's sweets and it's fun and it's lovely and Unmarked life is bands. great. Yes, and uh, fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped the f bomb. I did. Look at that. I did. It was fun. Yeah, too many gobstoppers. That's right. <laughs> they never end. Yeah. F-bombs never end with gobstoppers. Paul, what about you? I mean, I have to uh I have to echo Rooster. It's, it's uh Willy Wonka for me. It's that role I think really defined what was going to be the rest of his career as a leading man uh capable of being the true method actor. It doesn't matter what it was. That was the his pinnacle moment in his career. His, his uh, two two thousand fifteen role in Yo Gabba Gabba. You don't think that was <laughs> as probably he, not as Elmer as Elmer. Okay, probably Maybe. not. Just me that saw that. Never mind. <laughs> probably not. No. Daniel, what about you? What well, was the moment for you, or the what? What is the impression he left on you, and how so? Not to be left out of echoing people. I want to echo Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Good. how echoes work. He, you know, Rooster. Then Paul echoes him. You echo Paul. But I also Rooster. want to echo Rooster. You know, the whole pure imagination thing. You know, it's just, uh, just a, just, just a great actor. Just, you know, I don't know. Come with me, and you'll be. It's you just see? a great song. Uh, ah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not shattered by the Oompa Loompas though, with the 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 type typing on the screen. Hey, hey that's racist. Like, or his little flute that My they little. come they come hither quickly with their little flute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rock on and off. Chelsea? She was wrong. Well, I'm gonna go completely different and say Willy Wonka. So you're obviously. saying you're not echoing us? <laughs> I'm not gonna echo them. Chelsea. I have an original Chelsea. thought. This is a complete original thought. 
and uh, Willy Wonka is a huge part of my childhood. Yeah. So that's uh, it's a total nostalgic thing, and that's very Good. sad. Yeah. So. Super yeah. different, super different to everyone's answer. Yeah, on a side note, I think I'm going to call this episode Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Might as well. We can just call it Pure Imagination, The Life of There you go. The Life of Gene Damn, that's a bar. Damn, that Boom. was good. Boom, that's, title. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Katie? Drop the mic. Done. Boom. It's on my head. Hold on. Um, <laughs> see, the thing is, is that, like, we all grew up with Willy Wonka, and as kids, it's usually the first movie of his that you're going to see. Who's Willy Wonka? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, they um, changed it to Charlie and Chocolate Factory. That was well, no, that book. was the that was the name of the book. It was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and the reason they changed it to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was because of the time frame in which the book or the movie came out. They wanted to break away from what the book references because some of the things that they talk about in the book are not as plus, plus the author good. hated that movie Yes, and we're did. getting to the root of this movie yeah. which um, awesome. Willy Wonka focused but, on Charlie and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory focused on Willy Wonka so weird from the movies <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but for me I just thought that I mean Pure Imagination is one of the like one of the greatest songs that I've ever heard in a film. And uh, it's one of those songs that really makes you think about, you know, you can pretty much do anything. <sighs> um, and, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it kind of thing. And it was just, you know, the song. I can't listen to that song without, you know, getting kind of emotional. Okay. And now it may even be worse. Now. Now. I have yeah, a it's even, even more so now. Yeah. I have a question going to all of you guys. What is your favorite part? If we're talking about Willy Wonka, what is your favorite part in that movie? There's a there's a part other than the song, and they all come together. There's a part in the movie where you guys go, what? Well, for me, it would be... Was it the elevator? The entrance. <laughs> it would be the lead-up when they're going down the hallway. And they lead oh, up, yeah. they go down the hallway, and, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then they open up this little door, and they go into this room where everything is edible. And it's kind of like the entire, that entire scene where he starts the song, and then he drinks from a buttercup, and then eats the buttercup. And, you know, and there's a chocolate river, I mean, you know, and, and everything looks fantastic. And as a kid, you're like, I would live there. Like, I want to exactly. go there right now. Exactly. That, would, that was for me. But I think I know where Rooster's going. For me, uh, it's just that whole, like, Charlie comes from a very broken, not broken as in the sense of, like, you know, his parents are dead kind of thing, but just a very poor living situation. He wants to be a part of something special. And then when he hears about the fifth ticket being found, you know, it kind of, like, breaks him down. And it's just, like, that one moment when he's like, oh, my God. I actually have the real ticket, and and when they do that whole skit, like run, Charlie, run, don't stop till you get home, and yeah. and then and then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, that Peter Griffin part kicks in. Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> ruins ah. the whole mood. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I'm gonna be honest, I mean, as much as I love like. 
I love everything that G. Wilder does, but I absolutely, my favorite song other than Pure Imagination is the one that Veruca Salt sings when she's yeah. in the, the room with the golden goose. Because I think that she, I mean, her character is super bratty, super stuck up, super selfish, <laughs> all that stuff. But I absolutely love her character. And I love the song that the Oompa Loompas sing when she goes. But she I want to Oompa Loompa now. Yeah, I want to go love, to Goose. I love the song that Why she sings. Why did she become Russian there. with you, Rooster? That was like a <laughs> Russian accent. Anyway. She's just, she's just terrible. But um, I love that entire that entire scene with the golden gooses and stuff. It's like, but Easter, but it's already past Easter. Easter, and he like covers her mouth. He's like, shh, I'm trying to get ahead for next year. Yeah. Like, be quiet. <laughs> Don't I tell the goose. Now. The geeses. Gooses. Geeses. Oh, that's I awesome. I used to lay me a golden egg for Christmas. You know, the, those, that movie is going to be just, it's almost like, um, it's the, timeless. Uh, yeah, Thomas. Exactly, Paul. Yes. Thomas is going to be played on and on and on for generations, and he'll be immortalized as a awesome actor in a great movie. Well, I think that for me, like that particular scene was probably the biggest for me uh, in terms of like the, the impression from that movie. But I think it was his sense of humor. Um which you only really got from watching the other movies. That's definitely influenced my sense of humor. The dry, um, yeah, sarcastic. Uh, I think it's it, it's much of the '80s type of sense of humor, anyway. But I, that was probably the legacy that he leaves with me. Is just he was, he and 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 I think it couldn't be more fitting than than you know on his in his last few years why he kind of withdrew from public. I don't know if you guys read yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I did. His desire to. It wasn't selfish or vain, but uh, you know he he had, I guess, the onset of dementia or, yeah. or Alzheimer's. He had, Alzheimer's. He had really yeah. bad. He had really bad Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, and so and he just couldn't imagine that affecting someone and removing one smile, you know, yeah. from the world. So it's like the true essence of Willy Wonka in that respect. So, so yeah, that's definitely the legacy. So any anybody else any final thoughts on on uh, Gene Wilder and and uh, his legacy? Um, I just love that uh, while they were filming for I believe they were working on uh, the producers because I listened to Mel Brooks talk. He was on Jimmy Fallon I think last night, and he was talking about how they were on the set of the producers, and uh, they were sitting across from each other, and Gene Wilder had this legal pad out, and he was just sort of writing stuff down. And on the title at the top, it said "Young Frankenstein," and Mel Brooks was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And he goes, "Oh, I have this. You know, I was thinking about this story that would be, you know, uh, from, you know, Doctor Frankenstein's son, like was his grandson, son, son." Um, yeah. You know, he's this world-renowned, super-respected surgeon, gets sucked back into the world of you know, being a mad scientist. And he goes, do you want to write this movie with me? And he's like, yeah, okay. So Gene <laughs> Well, it was his idea for Young Frankenstein. And yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I love that movie so much. It's actually the movie that's in our car right now, so when we drive around, we watch Young Frankenstein. But that was probably the second movie that I ever <laughs> saw of his. So I have a has a very special place in my heart. It's also very funny. So see, I didn't watch that one until I got a little older. 
Yeah. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. I, I'm, See, I'm the same way. Dan. I was I was a firm believer back when I was a child that black and white meant old. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I think that them filming it in black and white worked perfectly for that film it because it, it was did. just hilarious nostalgic. from the very beginning and very nostalgic. Yeah, and but the as casting a kid, totally oh confusing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, no, dude, I'm not. What the heck? Why are we watching the, this old movie? <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing about earlier. I was my mom about the fact that like when uh when they get to the house when they get to the castle and he's like oh what he was like what big knockers and uh, yeah. she's like oh thank you doctor and i did not yeah. understand that at all no. until much later in life yes. and see that's the dark comedy that he i think that he enjoyed doing his movies he liked that well, lots comedy. of that was in blazing a lot of that was in blazing yeah. God. Blazing Saddles was like super ridiculous, especially with the fact that they, you know, they built a fake town, a fake set, and then you actually see them like on the actual set going into other movie sets. And then there's a whole fight. Just it's so ridiculous. Dude, that movie was boss. Wasn't there? I mean, there's a whole fight and and all the dancers are gay, right? Isn't that how it is? I mean, they, they, they end up on that other set where all the dancers are gay and then they... They start fighting with them as well. Yeah. I like when he's like, they're all, yes. And he's like, sounds like steam escaping. <laughs> <laughs> I have these movies See, memorized. We're not, we're not even I watching this. it and just making us laugh. That's, what's, yeah. that's, that's, what, good. They, that's what they so do to us. Funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love every moment of all of those movies. Jeez. Telegram. Telegram from Mongo. <laughs> I like when he, um, when he, when Gene Wilder's character, the Waco Kid, when he's like, "Oh, I think Mongo has a crush on you," and he like punches him, and he's like, "Mongo straight." <laughs> so funny. Sorry. It's the alpha male. Ah, I'm male. You yeah. can't, can't be gay. Oh mm-hmm. God, I love those movies so much. I love the sense of humor of everybody, you know, that you can get the fact that that is a uh, montage of just comedy and fun filling movies, you know. A movie like that would not be able to be made today. Anyway, oh, hell no. 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 Yeah. That, that is messed up, bro. No. They wouldn't because just everything, especially Blazing Saddles, I feel like Blazing Saddles is the one that absolutely would not be able to be made now. You see, Stacy knows Leon, my roommate, yeah. and and he was like turning this shit off. And I'm like, no, you have to watch it for what You it don't is. get it. You're missing the point. Yeah, like, the it's point so is, funny. Is everything's tongue in cheek. Everything is, you know, so, yeah. Yep. I just, Definitely. oh my God. I'm going to have to go watch that now. Exactly. I think we all should. I think anybody, y'all listening, y'all should watch it as well. So. You know what's funny is that I was uh, uh, putting on my box and I was watching uh, Civil War last night. And uh, the most. Oh, was... you were? You mean did it oh, just come out? You were? Oh, it just came out on jerk. DVD. Whatever. <laughs> like in Texas, did it come out first? So I'm watching Civil War. <laughs> the cartoon. I'm loving it. And the DVD of the Civil War. Yeah, I sent him a copy of me reading the comic book to him. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, that has to be the worst the, he movie. He's watching a movie about, you know, the Civil War. Hello, the it's, it's, it's the blues and the and Well, the, do, you the do grays. know the spoiler alert, the, the North wins. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the South will not be rising again. The South does not rise again. Issue yeah. one, page one, Captain you America, know? scene set. <laughs> Y'all threw set. a lot of dirt on it to cover up what I said, so... <laughs> <laughs> trying to help you out. Illegal. I mean, I mean it's just like, like, 
<laughs> Stop. <laughs> I didn't know we're. I didn't. I didn't know we're on the internet. And right. Because, yeah. You're. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I was watching TV, and Gene Wilder movies was the most popular thing on TV. I was gonna add that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what happened to after Robin Williams passed away. Like I saw all of his DVDs just DVDs popped up everywhere, and all of a sudden Flubber was popular again. Did you? Oh, no. it's, it's, never it's like when popular. Prince died. Purple Rain played on TV twenty four seven. That's better than Flubber. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Oh, Chelsea, did you take offense to that? I, I like Flubber. <laughs> I know I do too. We <laughs> do. And Dead Poet a... Society. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. I wouldn't make fun of that one. I wouldn't make fun of Patch captain. Adams. Yeah. And I'm also super sad that they just had the Hook 25 year reunion, and Robin Williams couldn't be there. For Did that. you see the pictures of those guys? Like the yes. before and after. They look the same. That's it, yeah. Was Smee there? Um, no, Smee no. wasn't there. It was the last. It was Bob all the kids. Is Bob Hoskins dead? I mean, I'm no, not to he... be insensitive. I don't know if he's still alive. He's Mario. No. Yeah, he was Mario. Yeah, he's passed away. No, Bob Hoskins died. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Thanks for bringing that to my attention yesterday. No, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah he passed away a couple, couple years ago. So I guess oh, there was next a couple week's people, episode not. of Temple Geek Podcast. Shmi. We're going to go over his the, the entire cinematic history of Who Bob framed Hoskins. Roger Rabbit? Hey, could have been. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that because after he passed away, they released the picture of Roger Ugh. Rabbit crying while holding the hat, and it said goodbye, Eddie. I can't. Oh no! I can't, I can't, deal with it. I can't, I can't do it. That could be the saddest thing. That that could be the saddest thing we've talked I'll about. I'll send you a picture of Jessica Rabbit, and I'll make it all. That'll better. change everything. Fantastic, <laughs> Good job. Well, I think that I'm wraps not, up this episode. <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Yes, exactly. It's not her fault. It's not yeah. her fault. Well, that wraps up this episode of Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank my panel for joining me this week on this discussion about Gene Wilder. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show. Until next time. Time is a precious thing. Never waste it. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.